from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. John has a new book coming out in just a couple of weeks from tomorrow. It comes out on October the 3rd. This uh, recording, as you're hearing it right now, is September the 18th. And today is the last day that you can pre-order and get the ebook early. If you order today, you'll get the ebook for free tomorrow. That's pretty cool, John. I didn't even know that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Nearly half the U.S. population reports that their lives are affected by anxiety, stress, or burnout. The book is Building a Non-Anxious Life, and he walks you through the six daily choices to recognize and break free from a life spinning out of control. The book is already a huge success, and it's not even out yet. The sales are huge because there's a problem out there that's huge. That's right. It's an absolute mess out there. It was it was good this past weekend to connect with a live audience and... Um Man, they're feeling it. Yeah. Just yeah. real regular moms and dads and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles are feeling it out there. And so, yeah, it's at a the, mess. It's yeah, a at, mess. The, at the SMART conference this last weekend, John did the talk Smoke, Smoke, Fire, and Freedom, which has a lot of the content of the book in it, or some of the content of the book in it. And, uh, yeah, that audience was sitting on the edge of their seats, followed by a standing ovation. So it's absolutely, uh, yeah, it, it's touching a nerve to, to say, yes, anxiety is real. Yes, there's a lot of things real in the mental health space. Uh, the uh, statistics of death and despair are huge, mm-hmm. and uh, and yet there's hope. There's, yeah, there's, and this book is a roadmap, um, and I think that's missing a lot. Um, most of the solutions are um, come pay us a whole bunch of money, and we'll we're going to try a bunch of stuff over the next four weeks, five weeks, six months, and this is a. Um, a, a pretty consistent roadmap. It's been a, been around for a long, long, long time. I didn't invent any of this stuff. This is as ancient as as time. But um, um, it also incorporates the, the latest neuroscience, which of course that's just going to confirm what we've known for generations and generations. But it's a roadmap. It's a roadmap to completely doing life differently. Yeah, the six choices that you can make daily to um, really prepare your your life for when anxiety comes not if it comes then you can handle it and it it's not so debilitating because anxiety is not a uh, it's not a disease right think of it this way we've all agreed um that we're gonna brush our teeth twice a day so that if there comes a moment when we have really bad breath we probably have a, a tooth infection we need to go get it checked out but we're just decided to not have bad breath every day. Anxiety can be very in burnout and this just stress, stress, stress. This way we've chosen to to con- construct our lives, um, man. If you work on this stuff every day over time, it really straightens your life out. And then you know when something sideways comes, when you're about to get fired, when you lose your job, when your spouse is cheating on you, it sounds the alarms appropriately so. And then you can have a plan to to go forward there. Yeah, and what's weird is this: forty five years ago. I was in class in college, and the professor was talking about the advent of computers and how they were going to change our lives and change business. And we were taking computer classes um, with card readers. We had to type out the little cards, Mm -hmm. you know, thing. I mean, that's how antiquated it was, right? But the professor said something 
that has stuck with me ever since. I, I, I don't even remember the guy's name, but I remember the statement. He said, more information is not necessarily going to be better. Man, and how, how relevant is that? How many people do we meet that, and you and I are, are in a position where people ask us, um, how many cups of coffee have you had with somebody? About 40. Just mm-hmm. make the decision, right? Yeah. Or how many times, how, how long have I spent on the computer researching workout programs? But I have I, more data. I could have just gone to work but out. But I still don't do anything with it. It's not helping. Yes. I've, got, I've got more data. I've got more connection in my hand that's not real because Facebook friends aren't real friends. Right. I've got more connection in my hand with this little magic wand I carry around than anybody in history, and yet we're the most disconnected. So more connection doesn't equal more connection. That's uh, well, so more, strange. More communication doesn't equal more connection, right? There we go. So I can communicate with everybody all day long. But, man, I need to be in a room with people. But it's low-quality communication. That's right. I mean, the lowest possible quality communication would be a text. And we've heard that. We've heard the statistic. Next would be a voice. And the best quality communication is in person because you get tone, body language, eye movement. You get everything then. And you can go, oh, she's lying. Well, and we all know that <laughs> 70 to 90% of communication is nonverbal. But we took out all the nonverbal stuff, and which leaves us with you know, a 16-year-old that only knows how to do a breakup on a text. Dave, I had a graduate student come in one day crying and shaking and handed me his phone and he had just been served a di- like you're getting papers today he got divorced via text oh my God. and get this the my response is w- w- are you going to talk to her what, what are you doing like why are you here and the response was well we've got a zoom call set up for friday and i said that's th- th- i think i know why you're getting a divorce. i 100 know the problem i said I think, Man, I think i know why you're if getting this divorced. was me i would have been on <laughs> i would have been on a plane for on a jet plane this morning oh my gosh right. and doing sitting at your kitchen table going what in the but, devil? but i can look at that kid and say he's weak or i can also look at that kid and say oh no, he society he, he has told him a lie he doesn't have any skills yeah he doesn't have any lie that's he, right. he told him a lie that this is that this is okay this is the way we this do is this. the way to have a friend as a facebook friend this is right. the way to do a breakup is on the text this is the thing so this all these things create anxiety is my point correct and uh so building a non-anxious life does not mean you live in a cave and you don't embrace any technology ever that is not what it means but what it does mean is that you control technology instead of it controlling you it's one of the items. That's exactly right. And you be intentional, as weird as it is and as hard as it is, you be intentional about having friends and making making connections. You be intentional about taking care of your one precious body, the only thing you got. Most of us treat our cars better than we treat our bodies. So there's several things we can do on a regular basis that over time, man, puts the fires out in our living room and then the smoke detector doesn't have to keep ringing off the wall. Mm, yeah. When those brake pads wear out. <laughs> they tear up the rotor <laughs> yeah they do because they did the metal on metal yeah. yeah i did that i've done that too. a lot because i was too broke to replace the brake pads so then you get to spend eight times more replacing the rotor too yeah. oh my god oh yeah i do remember those days uh, so building a non-anxious life if you pre-order today you'll get 75 dollars in free bonus items including instant access to the ebook the uh newest talk smoke fire and freedom we'll ship you the audio book and the book two weeks from today tomorrow on october the third and uh, we want you to have this book and we want you to be able to spread it around it is an incredible incredible work just go to ramsey solutions dot com again if you're listening to this on the 18th you're catching the of september you're catching the last possible day to get the ebook early uh we'll still give you the ebook but you'll just get it on the third when everybody else gets their stuff so that's okay but i will send it to you today if you buy it right now right now 
RamseySolutions.com. It'll come today. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 40% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Cammie is with us in Springfield, Illinois. Hi, Cammie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Hi. What's up? Uh, nothing. I am recently divorced, um, mom of two, and I just feel like I'm extremely behind financially, and I just was looking for tips and advice on how I get out of my situation that I'm in currently. Okay. Um, what What is his income, your ex-husband's? Um, he makes about $45 an hour, but I do not take anything from him. What I do you make? Um, I currently make $18 an hour, and I'm a personal trainer, but I am only training for like, mm, like six to eight hours a week. I think we found your problem. Yeah, no, I know. I've been applying to jobs, um, left and right. Um, it's just, I cannot seem to find one right now. Yes, I know my issue is I don't have enough income. Um, that's something that I'm working on, but I didn't know. I don't know. I just don't know what to do. Are you only applying to be a personal trainer? No, I'm applying for all sorts of different positions. Um, uh, state positions, city positions, uh, random places, you know, in town, I'm applying all over the place. Okay. It's just, yeah. Why aren't you, why aren't you taking, why, why isn't he paying child support? Um, I was the one that wanted the divorce and I just. It doesn't matter. State law says he pays child support. Yeah. I know. I just didn't want anything for the rest of my life. And I figured that I could do it on my own and I want to be able to do it. I know that it was probably done looking at it now, but I think that when I am finally successful and I am out of my position that I'm in currently. When was the divorce final? um, July of this year. How have you lived since July on eight hours a week? Um, I take, I take shifts at the restaurant that I worked at, but I'm not scheduled. I just take shifts as they come. He works long hours and we split the kids 50, 50. Um, but unfortunately with his work schedule, I have been the one that has had to take the kids on the nights that he has to work late. So me getting a full-time job for the longest time was out of the question because our babysitter actually got shut down for a little while, um, because she wasn't properly licensed. And so, yeah, I have just been living on tax return, um, 
tips that uh, I'm getting. The, the from problem the is the problem is is that um, these priorities have gotten all backwards on you. Okay, okay. Um, all of these things you're throwing at me uh, are solved when you tell them all to take a side seat because you have to work and you have money. And when you have money because you're working, now you find a different babysitter and you're not dealing with some jack leg who's not even licensed and gets put on the street and shuts your whole operation down. Oh, and by the way, when he calls and says he has to work, you say, well, I'm sorry, you have the kids, I'm working. I think that you don't I revolve your life around all of these other people. You set your life up and they revolve around you. Okay. That's you, what's the problem. Do you feel guilty that okay. you filed for divorce here? Um, I don't feel guilty. No, but I just feel like anytime that the kids are not going to be properly taken care of by him, I just feel like since I was a stay at home mom for so long, that it's my, you're not a stay at home mom anymore. You made a decision to be a I career person now. That's right. And yes. what, what you're yes. trying to do is to, have it all at the same time with no pain that's what i mean you filed for divorce you left him for whatever reason you left him and you can't eat and so you're gonna have to put your ego aside and possibly go back and say hey i need some child support so our babies have groceries while i'm trying to find a job that's ego talking right now he does have to pay me um, six hundred or five hundred dollars a month for six months we're currently on month two of that um, I am getting state assistance through um, Link and medical insurance. That is not a good long term plan. It's not a plan. No, it is not. No, okay. I do not know. The plan is you plan. working 40 to 50 hours a week, making 25 yeah. or $30 an hour, and you can get back where you can eat. But you have defined good mom as being there for everyone except making money. And I'm redefining good mom as one who goes and makes some money to provide for her family because she's now a single mom. Okay. Redefine it. Okay. A good mom is one now that works 45 or 50 hours a week, and everyone else sits to the side while you do that. They fi- you figure it out because you cannot be at home with the children anymore. Right. You don't have that right. option. I'm sorry. I wish you could, yeah. but the decisions yeah. have been made. That is now done. Yeah. And so yeah, they, they, the they ones, are but. the best way you can be there for them is go make some money, not because money makes the world go around, but it does buy food, lights and shoes. Okay. And you're yeah. struggling to do that right now. Right. And you're scared. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a little bit, uh, yeah. scary, but I, no, it's I a lot. On my own for, yeah. I lived on my own for a little bit while I was working full time before the daycare got shut down. And then my, place was infested with mold so I had to move out and I'm currently living with my parents and um I do sell beef um I raise cattle on the side so I Cammy Cammy yes you need a job sorry you need a job I know quit explaining to me all the reasons you don't okay yeah no I'm not okay beef and beef and picking up shifts and working around the unlicensed daycare and working around the husband who ex-husband who still tells you when to jump and you jump uh, all of this is a are are not good enough reasons you have got to get back to full-time employment for the good of your children your sanity yeah yeah you don't have a choice and once you decide that then the mold and the unlicensed daycare all these other things start to move away when you add three thousand dollars a month to this equation it changes the equation because money what it does is it gives you options it gives you power 
It's not the money itself that matters. And I'm not all about money. Dave Ramsey's all about money. Single mom called and he's all about money. No, I want her to feed her dadgum kids and get the stress off of her because she's scared to death. But your, your, your head's spinning and all you can do is just go into this kaleidoscope of reasons and excuses rather than going and doing it. And you have got to go do it, girl. And this is not the time, Dave. It's not the season for follow your dreams. No. And I'm going to start the dream job and I'll show them. This is not that time. No, 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 no. We this need is to eat. anyone who will hire you. I got to get a job that I can make the most money and be the most impactful. And by the way, often when families get divorced, mom and dad think the greatest thing they can do for the kids is FaceTime. Let me tell you, the greatest gift you can give your kids is a present, stable, non-anxious mom and dad. And that means you got to be able to pay your bills. You got to be able to eat. If you're worried about your kids eating while you're sitting on the floor playing with them, they're going to feel that tension and they're going to absorb it. And they're going to make it their fault. Yeah. Exactly. You can't do that to your kids. Exactly. And you can't so, do that to your kids. Yeah. We, we can't, you know, the best thing you can do for you and them is, is go make a little money right now. You don't need to go make 300000 a year, but you do need to go make fifty, right now, right now. And, and there's people doing that. And so, um, and so I hang on, we're going to give you a copy of Ken Coleman's book from paycheck to purpose and his other book, the proximity principle. And as soon as they hit your mailbox, I want you to sit down and read them and turn the stupid television off. You don't need to have a TV on in your house at all right now. Yeah. Turn it's, it off. It's just you need to be reading these two books and you need to be working. Call a local school. There's people are so desperate for teachers right now. You've been a teacher as a trainer. Start thinking outside the box a little bit, but call local schools and see if you can get in as a, as a teacher. Yeah, anything. I mean, Target's hiring, UPS, we're coming into Christmas, every retail out there is hiring at $25 an hour right now. They can't get people. And so you can get the hours and you can get the dollars coming in. And But some of these people are just going to have to line up in your life and stand to the side instead of you being the one that stands to the side every time. That was the moral of the story we heard when you called us, Cammy. So we love you and we want you to win, kiddo and understand why you're scared but the chaos leaves when you rise up above it and start telling everybody where to dance instead of being the one told when to dance this is the ramsey show i've recommended simply safe home security for years and over that time they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Justin's in Houston, Texas. Justin, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, Dave. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I was wondering about um, taking a loan out for home repairs uh, for the end goal being to sell the home. And I, I know that uh, debt is, is bad, but uh, uh, the situation is that I have uh, two elderly relatives with uh, um, a fixed income, and uh, the houses that they have, uh, fortunately, are completely paid off. The issue is that they they have like uh, significant uh, damages to their foundation, to their walls, a lot of it. Uh, they're safe to live in, um, but I was thinking perhaps if there's some uh, if an equity loan could be taken out against it in order to fix those significant issues 
and then sell off those houses so that they can eventually live in like a, a smaller place, like a condominium or, or a townhouse where uh, they wouldn't be burdened by the property taxes that these houses are in, um, um, if that would be acceptable, in your opinion? I would not do that, no. Because as always with a story with debt, your story only works if it works. But I've been there when it doesn't work. Like when these people with hardly any income have a home equity loan, the house won't sell, and the interest rates go through the roof. Did you notice interest rates have been rising? And now they're sitting Uh, there trapped. Oh, now they get foreclosed on. That's the people I've met. So oh, okay. the debt plan only works when it works, and it hardly ever works because life ever hardly ever works exactly the way you map it out in your head. So, yeah, if everything worked exactly like you said, would that work? Yeah, it would work, but it doesn't. It, it's not how life works. The contractor screws them doing the basement repairs. Uh, now they've got all the debt, and the repairs still aren't quite done, So, now, but they borrowed all they can borrow. Now they're trapped with a partially completed construction project. Oh, and then the interest rates go up, and then one of them falls ill. Yeah, this is this is this is how real life unfolds here. So why wouldn't you just sell the houses outright right yeah. now, as is, as is, and get the cash? Well, uh, my concern is that the damage are such that uh, that the amount that the houses would sell for would be significant less than they, they could potentially get. Yeah, well, that's true, and, uh, but they're not in the real estate investment business. They're in the broke old people business. Yes, that's correct. And and that was, like, in my my ideal vision is that they could get as much money for their houses to be able to sustain uh, their retirement. They're in their 80s. Um, do, do you have any so money? Uh, I, I do, but uh, not How much not money do you have? Um, I have around, my wife and I have around 98K in our uh, retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in, in, um, yeah, that's, and we we have no debt. We've been very so, blessed. So you don't, you don't have the money to give them for this, do you? No, sir. Okay. You are a kind person, Justin, trying to do something good for your grandma, grandpa, or your uncle or aunt or whoever it is. And, um, but you're getting ready to create a bigger mess because you don't see all the unintended things that could come about here that actually likely are more likely than the, um, scenario that you've laid out in your head. That's what I'm trying to describe to you. So, yeah, I I would get with, uh, go to Ramsey solutions and click on Ramsey trusted for real estate and get an agent to come over there and tell them, Hey, help me with this. Cause I don't want these people to have to give these houses away, but they simply don't have the money to fix them. And how can we get an investor in here to give top dollar as is, as John was suggesting? Because that's where this needs to go, man. I mean, my grandparents did the exact thing we're talking about here. The neighborhood they they were in 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 the same city there in Houston was starting to be gentrified. And they had some major work that needed to be done on the foundation, some major work needed to be done on the driveway. And they just sold the house. The guy came up and wrote him a check in the driveway, handed him a check for the house. I mean, it was was transaction. Yeah. No, that's not, it's not as much as if it had been fixed up. That's right. That's what his point is, and, and he's right also, about that. But we're not in the house flipping business. That's here. right. That's right. That wasn't their. That wasn't their game to play. And they may have had to go to a different nursing home or whatever. But they did. They. I mean, it's just not the business we're in. Yeah. Broke seventy-year-olds don't do rehabs for flips. Yeah. That, that's what it amounts to, especially and on margin. Especially, <laughs> especially when you're borrowing a home equity loan on a paid-for house. It's just, um, and that's that's being cold. But really, this is the 
the actual fact of what we're facing. Now, how do we deal? How do we walk through it? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, the, the, so I don't want them to have to sell their house so cheap. That decision was made years ago when they didn't bother to keep the maintenance up. Now we're just having to execute the decision. That's when they gave up that equity was when they didn't do the maintenance years ago and they didn't take care of their money so that they could. But they chose to buy a couple of houses which is very sad. instead of fixing up the one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, get, get with a Ramsey uh, trusted real estate agent there. There's a bunch of really good ones in Houston. Somebody will help you try to get this and try to help get these folks out of this because bless their hearts, they're, they're in a mess of their own making, but they're in a mess. And we don't want to make the mess bigger, which is what debt does. So, yeah, the, um, the, you know, I, I actually, a hundred years ago, it feels like now I was in a, a Bible study and from a Christian or a spiritual perspective or a biblical perspective, when you, this guy was pointing out, and it's not words we use anymore because it's so long ago, but he said, when you borrow, you are presuming. And there's all kinds of scriptures against presuming. Presumption, yeah. Don't presume, yeah. you know, that, that the Lord, don't presume upon something you can't control as as like the future you know because who the crud knows you're going to have a fauci quarantine i mean who the crud knows you know uh, apparently fauci did but the rest of us didn't <laughs> right, so, right. i mean it's just like wow so this and, is a- and, and hey i grew up in the house of somebody who worked at enron don't tell me no my business is secure no my company is doing great um like it just it's it's life we wouldn't have jobs if if life didn't turn that way man yeah if it turned out the way you thought it was going to turn out every time no, nobody would be calling <laughs> and if you if you want to count on one thing over the next 24 months while we uh go through the presidential cycle again it's going to get chaotic out there so Can i you? wouldn't borrow imagine tammy is in austin texas hey tammy what's up hey dave how are you better than i deserve what's up <laughs> so i'm calling in um uh my question is, should I pay for my daughter's out-of-state tuition based on my current financial situation, age, no. No. and retirement? No. <laughs> okay. I had all kinds no. of money, and I refused to pay out-of-state tuition because there's absolutely okay. no value add for it. Okay. If you go to Auburn University versus going to the University of Tennessee, you know what the difference is in your education? None. None. And you pay yeah. five times more. You know what the difference is? You go to Alabama versus University of Tennessee. Alabama wins at football. That's it. That's the only difference. They used to. <laughs> Until lately. But, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's nothing. The number of people that we right. didn't hire here because they went to in-state versus out-of-state is zero in 1,000 okay. employees. All right. That's a hard no. Okay. Yeah, it's a hard no. It's no value for it. Why would she do that? Okay. Well, you know, friends, that person uh-huh. wants to go, green school, yeah. all of this. And I'm sitting here like, do I give this to her? Do no. I make this happen? Like, you know, you feel guilty. Like, you I don't feel guilty. Out. My kids got, yeah. you know, my kids had like an extra $50,000 in a mutual fund that was in their name uh-huh. when they graduated because I didn't that's allow them to spend it on out of state tuition. That's what I would rather do. Is, yeah. Well, it's the my money. So I did, yeah, I did what I wanted to you're do. You're the mama. You get to do what you do. <laughs> Yeah. yeah you're right. Hey, and by the way, there the whole ecosystem, <laughs> here's how the game works cuz I've been on the inside. Mm-hmm. Let's make this kid believe that this is the one. 
the, right. they use the same language that the kids are taught to find the one that one person that Romeo and Juliet um, like there's one person cruising the world God, find get, the God one. got me into the school yeah no, no, and he so didn't. they re- hey we saw you 17 year old and we picked you university to fill in the blank and then they you leverage that to make you feel bad about it mom and dad and then you write these checks that you you know why you're writing them this is stupid yeah don't do it, don't we, do it. we have a, a local private school called Brentwood Academy BA mm-hmm. stands for before Auburn because <laughs> they all go across the line to Auburn for no apparent reason that's what we call it before Auburn before Auburn yeah so and after why Auburn. because they all follow their friends and their brothers and sisters Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Just to be clear, we are not against higher education. We're not even against Auburn, um, although we used them as an example there. <laughs> I but, love Auburn. Um, They're great. Picking on them. But the, uh, we, I'm, I, I, I see absolutely... No logical reason that presents itself with a return on investment for why you would pay $25,000 to go to basically the same school that you could go to for 10. And it makes no sense at all. And I can go a step further and say those schools that are, quote, famous, unquote, that supposedly afford you a, quote, better education, unquote, several of the people that graduated from there work for me. And I went to the University of Tennessee. So kind of mic drops on that. Uh, that's how it works. So, you know, the question is not the co- the, what you're after here is not a degree from a fancy pantsy place that guarantees your success. What you're after is a degree that indicates that you got knowledge. Knowledge is the currency, not the degree. Knowledge is the door opener, not the degree. Knowledge causes you to win in the marketplace, not the degree. And if you get knowledge about something that no one gives a crap about, you become a barista. So you get a degree in left-handed puppetry, then you are waiting tables or some nuanced bullcrap that somebody talked you into that has nothing to do with anything in the real world. Then your knowledge base that you paid for, it has no market for it. You need to get knowledge that has a market. Probably one of the best bangs for your buck, if you're so inclined. I'm not, because my brain doesn't work this way. But if I was a, a bit more of a detail person, which would be like any more possible, any, any detail at all would be more than I am. But if I was a, a detail person, I would go to code school for $10,000 and go make $250,000 coding. I mean, I would become one of the top program programmers in the world and go make, you know, 250, 300,000 bucks coding, and you can get that for 10 grand. Uh, um, in my case, I probably would end up, you know, getting a welding certificate from the trade school because I like that kind of stuff. But, uh, and you can make $100,000 doing that. So we're not against higher education. We're against paying for stupid things that have nothing to do with furthering your life. And that is the name of the college that you went to, and that is a, a degree that is useless. Yeah, and, um, man, there's so much to be said there. I just ask yourself what you're looking to do. Not um, don't ask a 17 year old or 18 year old. I think a very unfair question, which is what is your passion, um, or 
where are your friends going? Yeah, yeah. What's right for you and your family? What's right for where you think you're going to be in a couple of years? Um, what are you interested in right now? And um, and if coding's not for you, then you can never go wrong learning how to write real well because it helps you think. Are you if you're really into math, um, go get a degree in business. There's just so many opportunities that you can get a broad base so you can walk in any industry and be a, be of service to those folks. Add knowledge. Add knowledge. Add yeah. knowledge. And keep adding knowledge. And relationships. Both keep adding things. knowledge. Yeah, keep yeah. reading a book. Read a nonfiction book this year. Hello. Yeah. A bunch. You know? A bunch of them. Don't I mean if your if your entire repertoire is Tiger King, you're screwed. <laughs> I mean, you really should learn something of value that you can use in the marketplace. And uh, so that that this is very important. And I'll tell you, there's one thing worse than your kid going to school where all their friends are going. It's if they go where their boyfriend or girlfriend is going. <laughs> Why is that? Well, if you follow, if the reason I'm going to this school is my boyfriend or girlfriend is going there. Yeah. If that's your reason for picking that school, about 100% of the time, approaching 100%, that's, that deal's not going to last. So I may have done that, Dave. You might, and? You, you might have, it might have worked for you. We broke up two days into school. No! <laughs> I did that. I met somebody over the summer completely. I threw away a 100% full-ride scholarship to one college, went to another school, because she was the one in my 18-year-old mind, and we lasted 48 hours. But I met my current wife, so it worked out. Wow. And what you got for that forgiven scholarship is one story to tell in front of 25 million people. I right don't now. tell that story very often. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have admitted it ever. That one goes in the old back pocket. <laughs> that one goes in the back pocket. A full ride scholarship. I still take, I had several, and I took, uh, dude. Oh, my God. I still ask my mom, like, how did, how did y'all let me? And they're like, I don't know, man. We couldn't stop you. It was, there was no stopping you. I mean, they, they stopped me doing other stuff, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Ramsey Show question of the day, sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Most home American homes have dozens of appliances. Chances are, at any given time, something wrong with at least one of them. Mr. Appliance, a Neighborly brand, offers expert appliance service to your schedule. Visit Neighborly.com today and find home service experts, including Mr. Appliance, in your area. Today's question comes from Andrew in Nevada. Hey, guys, I love listening to your show, and it's helped me give me a lot of comfort in my life. I've heard Dave says he gives a 10% tithe, and I do as well and believe the same. My question is, would there ever be a time when you wouldn't tithe in order to get yourself out of a bad financial situation? I was in a situation where it was hard to tithe, and I'm just curious as to what thoughts you guys have. I realize this is probably more of a spiritual question than a money question. Um, what do you think? Uh, I'm 100% sure that your tithe has nothing to do with your salvation. I'm 100% sure from Scripture that God loves you if you tithe or if you don't tithe exactly the same. He's wildly crazy about you. The purpose of the tithe is not to get a Boy Scout badge in heaven. That's not the purpose of the tithe. Your father, who's crazy about you, says, son, the best way to live your life is give a tenth of your income off the top before you do anything. And I'll love you anyway, whether you do that or not. My, your father says stay out of debt because the borrower is slave to the lender. Your father says don't build a tower without first counting the cost lest you get halfway up and you're unable to finish. And all who see you begin to mock you. And this man began to build and was unable to finish. That's Jesus' words saying to a budget, don't build without a plan. Don't build without a plan. This is your father. None of these things affect his love for you or your salvation. So tithe or don't tithe, God still loves you. Now, 
If my dad, who's crazy about me and knows more than me, says tithe, I tithe. But it has nothing to do with earning anything. The, my grace is taken care of. It's substantial. It's substantial. It's taken care of. So, you know. It's way more I, grace I tithe, than I need. I, to answer your question, I tithed all the way into bankruptcy court and all the way out. But it had nothing to do with I was scared of God. It had nothing to do with I was trying to earn his favor. It had to do with apparently you can live on 90% of whatever. If you're not making much and you're having a hard time, it's not, it's 10% of not much. And so I did, I tied all the way in all the way out. And it wasn't because I'm a legalist and it wasn't because of that. It was because I, I think it's the best way to live. Just like I think staying out of debt's the best way to live. Yeah. I, I like to look at some of these, um, quote unquote rules, these scriptural rules as, they're not. This is the best way to live your life. They're not rules. It's a gift. It's They're the best principles. way. Exactly. So um, there's something about giving. There's something about a spirit of gratitude that keeps your he- your eyes out of your navel and helps you look up and see your neighbor. It, it just changes the way you, you work your way through life. And there's something about meeting people eye to eye, hand to hand, um, that changes the way you your heart beats. And so I think this is much less, a, 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 it is a spiritual question more than a money question, but it's actually a physiological question. It's a relationship question. It's a way to do life. It's a way yeah. to do life. And, and your father, who is the great I am, who's standing there five years from now, knows where you're going to be. And he was standing there five years ago and knows where you came from at the same time, not bound by time, is, is saying, son, best way to live. And so I'm, it's, for me, it's just like it's, a, it's an act of faith at that point faith in in that but it's not but if someone says uh you can't you're, you can't be blessed because god because you're not tithing not true yeah not true at all not true can't find it in scripture oh you can find scripture taken out of context to point to that but um you, god is not god does not need your money he's god if he wanted your money he'd take it and there'll be a greasy spot where you're sitting <laughs> he's god he doesn't need your money but he wants you to win he wants you to have an abundant life This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.